I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Gustafsson, or Anna for short, is an Olympia-based marketing strategist and web designer. She holds a degree in marketing with an emphasis on small business management and entrepreneurship. As a small business owner herself, she understands that your website needs to be an extension of you in order to build a relationship with your leads and clients alike. You can find her at annemariegustafsson.com. Known as an efficient organizer, Anne-Marie, or Anna for short, earned her Bachelor of Science in Marketing with an emphasis in small business management and entrepreneurship. Throughout the years, she has enjoyed working with numerous small businesses and nonprofits, helping them get exposure and gain momentum. You'll never convince her that she doesn't have the best job in the world because she gets to help people turn their dreams into a reality. Anne-Marie's project management skills spill over into her home life as a wife and mom to two fiery redheads. Her kids keep her on her toes, but they also inspire her daily. She loves creating marketing strategies and developing websites, but her family will always be her first passion. You can find her at annemariegustafsson.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Anne-Marie Gustafsson, with her own brand, (laughs) I guess is the best way to say it. And she is a marketing specialist. Welcome, Anne-Marie. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. To give uh, the listeners a little bit of background, you and I met earlier this year uh, through Carrie Murphy and the IL Academy. And we kind of just became like fast friends and leaning, like I leaned on you more, I think for advice. (laughs) And we just kind of like just clicked and yeah. Right. Yeah, we definitely, we clicked, we had that connection right from the start. Cause I think we're such in such similar places and we were like, Oh, you get me. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. <laughs> it's so, and, and we've just always been so like, we just kept in touch and love it. And so we'll just kind of start out with first, um, tell us a little bit more about like marketing specialists, what you do. I, yeah, so I am a marketing specialist and that is what I went to school for. I have a degree in marketing with an emphasis on small business management and entrepreneurship. And then um, I kind of also have parlayed that into adding web design to it because I noticed that a lot of websites looked really great, but they didn't incorporate the ideas of marketing into the website. So they missed that functionality. So I've really, in the last year or so have really deep dive into making websites that engage and of course adding marketing strategies into that as well and we all need help with websites that's like the big monster right because like no one wants to really no one really knows how or it's just really time consuming and it's so time consuming and there's you know all the little pieces because you got to make sure that it works on a desktop and on a, a 
phone and then don't forget there's tablets. And if you hold it, you know, landscape, it's one way and portrait, it's another. It's like, oh my goodness, all these things. But, you know, I love that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a detailed person. So I will spend all that time doing that. And it's fun for me. But and I try to remove some of that overwhelm from other people because I know, I mean, you know, and websites are constantly changing and update that updating. And that's the cool thing too, though, is, you know, you can keep updating it and change it frequently, but it can be a hurdle. So it's something I like to help people overcome. It's one of those things too, that not everyone has the knowledge and I love your mood boards on Mondays. That's like my favorite thing. Cause you just always have just really pretty well put together. You made me one once just for fun. Mm-hmm. You're like, I put this together for fun yeah. for you. I'm like, oh, great. This is awesome. <laughs> this I love to do it. Days. Those mood boards are so fun. I mean, that's one of the favorite things I do each week because it's just like, a, because I do them for Instagram, they're so little and small and it just allows me to kind of quickly be creative and pull something together. But when you have one, like for your own business, like we did yours with your colors and everything. And it was like, oh, when you go to design some of your social media images or things for your website, or even your physical marketing materials, you're like, oh yeah, I need to be looking cohesive and branded so that when I hand people stuff, they know that this is from chaos and cookies. And so being able to quickly reference this, like I keep mine printed out. So for my business so that I can look and be like, I need to make something that cohesively looks like my brand. And so I I always like all my customers get their little mood boards too. (laughs) I love it. I was like, this would probably have taken me forever to do. (laughs) You were like, oh, I just whipped it up in about 10 minutes. Oh my God. That's amazing. And I think a lot of us, at least me and I know a lot of um, people that I work with, like just on like coaching groups and stuff, they just wish they had more of those like skills and we don't really know where to start. And so let's, I mean, you're a mom running your business, right? And so you have children and remind me how old they are, about what ages. Right. So like you, I know you have three, but I've got two little kids and mine are four. So preschool age and then seven. So she's in um, second grade this year. And so right now we're doing the remote learning with the older one. And then mm. the younger one is tearing up the place or ever around. Oh, do we know? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And the virtual learning is just such a tricky thing now because we're trying to work from home when we were talking about it earlier with the bandwidth and trying to share like all the like bandwidth for everything because yes. you have to do it all and your productivity kind of slows sometimes or yes. you're going to get distracted with iPad not working or yes. you're kind of, you know, reliant on technology sometimes. And, you know, I had a client the other day say their internet went down and I thought, man, like you just can't, you can do some things, but you can't do a lot. And it's so like, you also have your spouses at home. So you've got your spouse and your children and your, your live streaming, I'm live streaming he's live streaming. So between our two households and the kids are live streaming for school or watching videos. So, um, I mean, what, that's like nine people between us right now that are all live streaming at the same exact time. I have to like boost. I had to get an extender just so I wouldn't drop anymore because it's just so tricky. And so how have you been juggling being at home with your spouse 
and your two small kids. And I get it. Cause they're, they're those ages. Like, <laughs> right. Like they're, they're needy still, but they want to be independent and it takes mm-hmm. so much, like it takes so much. I don't know about you, but like, I watch like my six, almost seven year old want to do something. And it's like, Oh my God, it's going to take forever, but it's really a good skill for you to learn. But, Oh, like, do like, let's go. <laughs> yes. <get> it moving. <laughs> you have to, you have to sit on your hands so that you don't help them too much because you're like, they need to learn to do it themselves. I mean, even the four-year-old, I'm like, he can do it himself. And I'm like, come on, let's go. We don't have time. You know? So I do, I struggle with that too, but I try, I try to let them be independent because it does, as they get older, it does serve them well. So it's definitely, you know, something that you're like, okay, just while they're doing it, takes some rest because you don't want to be like in their face, stressing them out. Right. It's like, let them do it. Don't make them stress. Cause that'll take even longer. And then everyone's like on high alert, just trying to get a pair of shoes on. <laughs> I know. And they just like, they feed off your energy. So I try really hard to be like, super, like, like present, like not to like, mm-hmm have those like, pop off of me but sometimes it's like when you have three it's just like it there's an odd man out and I oh, I don't shoot. know have and my kids don't know how to tie their shoes yet because we're just so dependent on velcro me too. it's okay we, we still are too it's so bad I feel like um, I'm here's a tip Amazon has these laces that you can they're like um kind of like silicone sort of and I, they're like magic laces and you don't tie them, but you replace each individual slot in the shoe, like where you would lace a shoe where they crisscross. There's a, a lace for each individual one and they come in all different colors. My daughter has rainbow. And so what it does is you replace the laces with those and they can slide their shoe on and off without having to tie and untie. So even a pair of lace-up shoes that doesn't have Velcro can be turned into easy on and off shoes. And you can get them for adults too, because who wants to tie <laughs> shoes? We don't have, that's how we plan our time is we don't have time to tie shoes in this place. <laughs> Genius. Did you hear that listeners? Moms, like, wow. And that's a life skill too, but because we're not really going anywhere, like we don't have to tie shoes. You just slip on some like house shoes, slippers, or like flip-flops. Like exactly. you don't like tie <laughs> shoes anymore. Those genius. Okay. Well, I will make a note of that. Yeah. So it's definitely a, a hack for keeping time. And that, so, you know, and speaking of time and productivity, really the way I try to manage the household is I, even with my husband home all the time, I don't want to say this, but I'm kind of still the one running, (laughs) running everyone's calendar. Or as you would say, I am the one coordinating all that chaos (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, so my kids are in different activities and different school. And even though we're home, you know, um, I have to set a timer on my phone or else I'll forget she has class this, you know, two afternoons a week, but not every single day. So that's another tip is reminders on your phone. But really um, what I do is I sync up everybody's calendar because sometimes my husband will be like, hey, I got I'm on a webinar or I'm teaching a course and um, no one can bother me. And I'm like, hey, I'm doing a podcast. Everyone, here's a pile of snacks and some videos. <laughs> Don't get me unless your arm falls off. <laughs> but so it's on the calendar and everyone knows. So I like to sync up everyone's calendar. And, you know, it's you could use a Google calendar. You can use if you have an iPhone, you can use iCalendar and put the family events all together, like have a family calendar. 
And then also for myself, what I do is um, I just have a really simple Google sheet that I've made and it's um, a time blocking sheet. And what I, and is you know, because part of it is just like with you, you want to make sure we want to make sure we get in our exercise. And of course we have work to do. We've got housework. The housework doesn't go away. And then the kids have stuff where we need to make special time to make sure we're taking time to be with the kids. Because if you only have an all of the things you have to get done, you realize like, Hey, like you said, I haven't been present today at all. So I always try to add in like activities with the kids. Or if I know I'm going to do a podcast, I try to make time before the podcast or a call that I can't be with the kids. I try to make a special time like, Oh, we have 30 minutes before this call that we can play a game or we can read a book or just do something and be with them. And then I have to say, okay, now I'm going to go and do my call and then we'll meet again later. I think it's so important too with time blocking because you're speaking my language is like <laughs> setting time limits for each thing. That way you can kind of continue the pace of your day. But sometimes I feel like time blocks are just focused more on business and you people should also put in family time or put in things also personal for those types of things. So you can, because, um, I think I saw a TikTok the other day where this mom was folding laundry or, or doing something. And she was saying like, and the, and the child was trying to like get the, you know, her to play. And she's like, in a second, in a second, I'm busy, I'm busy. And then it clipped to him going to sleep. He's like, Oh, I ran out of time. We can play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they're young and trying to kind of not, take that. And there's another trend, like they're holding like one and then like they snap their fingers and they're big. And it's, <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's like, but it's reality because it's right. so, like, it goes so fast. So yes, business and time blocking, it's huge. Time blocking is big for businesses, but I think like carving that time out for your family and being present and also your partner, because mm-hmm. especially right now we're all in like the same space. Right. And it's like, you right. know, you're working and living in the same place and it's hard to have that separation. And mm-hmm. my husband, when he would travel and then he'd come home and, and work from his office, it was a hard separation, especially because you only should be going in there when you're working and then close the door and not go in there. Sometimes you go in mm-hmm. and watch television or whatnot. And it was confusing sometimes, I think, for the kids when they would come home because that the rule is if you're in the office, don't we're busy or whatnot on the phone. Right. So trying to kind of come up with maybe like a space of just working, like that's my workspace. And then when I'm done, you don't really. So I think it opens up yeah. a little bit more because, because you're living and working now in the same place. It's so hard. You're so to right. There, there is no separation now. And that makes it really challenging. And I think um, one of the things that we always try to do is even if it's because we're not going anywhere, but even when we could, like we didn't always have a babysitter and things like that. We would all um, try to do Friday night is always date night. Even if that's at home after the kids go to bed, it's a movie and popcorn or, you know, drinks in a cheese tray on the couch. <laughs> it's yeah. something so simple, but making sure like that goes in the time block calendar too. Cause here's the thing is if it's not in a time block, it doesn't get done. Right. <laughs> because, it just pushes to the you next know, time. Right. Because you're trying to get too much done. Like that's just the reality is anyone in the world right now, we're all trying to do more and more and the next thing and the best thing. And it's just, if you don't make time for 
those important things, it won't get done. And that's true, whether it's important things in your business, but important things in your life. And of course, you know, knowing that family is really hugely important to both of us, like making sure you still have the connection with your spouse. And then, you, you know, like, well, Saturday's always family movie night, just we, you know, the kids can pick something off of Disney plus or something like that. And so it's just, they're simple things. We still try to have dinner together at the same time every night. And that's trying to like, okay, everyone stops working and just sits together. And I mean, it's still, it's like as much separation as you can get is no, you know, no one works at the table and then we all come together and sit there. We try to do the same. How have you done? Have you been able to keep up? We used to do date night in either Tuesday or Wednesday. We did during the week because weekends were hard. And at the time we had, like a nanny or sitter that would help me while he traveled. So we try to give like the Mm -hmm. weekends off. Right. So you don't like pushing the limits unless it's like a special anniversary or something. Mm -hmm. So we used to do it during the week. We have not really been able to, we watch TV together or we try, but we have not gone out anywhere (laughs) or anything like that for, for good reason, I guess. Have you been able to keep up with your like formal date nights, I guess, and doing things that are out of the ordinary still? I mean, our date nights have always just been so casual that I think that we, I mean, we've we've been able to maintain, which is awesome. So, you know, and like we try, we typically like don't drink on the weeknights. And so we'll reserve drinking for like the weekends. And so it feels much more relaxing. And that's kind of like part of date night is just to sit down. And it's like I said, it's like watching a movie on the couch or Sometimes we'll try to add something special or just get like takeout from um, a restaurant before, like when we were going out before we would try to go do like close by little fun activities and have the neighbor come over and do babysitting. And I mean, that was really fun. And so we missed, we missed that part of it, getting to like actually go out and just explore our own city and things like that. Um, But I mean, we've really been able to stay connected through just doing these casual home date nights and it's helped. Although the kids like keep going to bed later and later, like go to bed. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Trying to keep consistency. We, we really try hard to keep a system in place here. I'm a very, I mean, you know me, (laughs) my (laughs) listeners know that I like a schedule. I like consistency. I mean, to a point to where you have to be more flexible. And I think with every child you have to like, I used to be super rigid, like it Mm -hmm. gave me anxiety. And now by the third, it's like, well, you know, and now my husband is more like, well, that's dinner time. Like, are you sure? I'm like, it's fine. Right. One time is not going to be a big deal. And I literally just said that to him actually today. And he, I, I was like, wait a minute this is like a role reversal here. Cause typically it's like, no, it's, it's dinner. Like we're done. And now it's him. And it's like, uh, it's, it's really kind of crazy on how you kind of let loose a little bit more and you're like, it's okay. And you kind mm. of like, like grow as a person. Like it's not going to be in the world if they play with their, like a neighbor say uh, for an yeah. extra 45 minutes before bed, it's one time. Right. I hear you, but okay, because I'm just going to defend us as you, as a scheduled person like me. <laughs> I yes, know. Please. So I was in, a, in our side of the family too. I was the first one to have kids for like three years, at least. I, and um, 
I was definitely known as like the strict rigid mom and but part of the thing is is like yes as you get more kids like you have to be relaxed or you just don't care as much or there's so much else going on right now we're like I don't care but the thing is that that's why your husband can do that role reversal is because we have put these things in place for so many years that you're like the system is set up you you know if you didn't ever have a system you can't be relaxed about it so you have to be like okay well now that we've got our schedule in place we've got our routine in place now we can deviate from it a little bit but like first you got to be like here is the schedule everyone knows it's dinner time and then once you know that then it can be okay one night's not gonna hurt <laughs> it is my daughter still to the, like we switched. Um, we noticed that like giving them baths before dinner was helping them sit through dinner. And I don't, mm -hmm. we just did a little tiny change and it was really just because I was overdoing the three baths on my own and this, that, and the other. Right. And so we, we switched it and now she is adamant. Like, can we go take a shower? Can we go take a bath? And we haven't eaten dinner and we'll go sit down and maybe we skip it because it's just like, I know they're going to go back outside after because mm -hmm. they want to go do something. So it's like, well, we're not going to go bathe and then go do that. Cause we're in Texas. It's hot. So it's not like it's, yeah. I'm not giving you two baths tonight. And she will like be like, but we haven't taken a bath. We can't eat dinner. And I'm like, oh man, I've created a monster. However, like the autopilot is on and it's great, but now it's like, it's okay one time you don't want to get sweaty because then you're going to complain and then I got to do it again, you know? So you're trying right. to plan ahead and just be like, be practical, but it's so kind of like, oh, like she loves her routine. I love it. <laughs> no. And I mean, young kids, especially to really thrive on routine too. So like for you and I, it's easy to like, we can take a day off or two and get back on, but for young kids are like, that's comforting to them. Right. And so it's really helpful for them to have those routines. Like we, again, super simple, like, because I used to go out every Thursday night to go to my dance class right after dinner. And so we do like super simple dinner and we just have like pasta, you know, just simple spaghetti, whatever sauce and some vegetables. Easy cleanup and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Exactly. And it became like, yay, Thursday night, it's pasta night just by default. And now the kids are like, still, I haven't left the house in months. And they're like, it's pasta night. And they still like, it's our turn to, you know, they take turns picking which kind of noodles we're going to have. Oh my gosh. Like that. So, it's like our right? house, <laughs> pasta <laughs> Sunday. And my husband will ask them like, what noodle do you want? And then they'll argue about it. And I'm like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> I have a calendar on the wall. Like whose turn it is is what shape noodle we've done so we're not repeating <laughs> like oh my gosh it's like now become a thing I love it's it. great they look forward to yeah. it and they love it and it's fun and they'll hopefully pass it along because you're trying to model behavior right. for later you want to teach them early it's super important and kids thrive on that because change is hard mm -hmm. and so it is and I I harp on this a lot it's super consistency is key. And I, similar to you, like was the first that had children and I would just get so much flack for being so rigid. Like, listen, like 1130 at the time, cause they were babies. Like 1130 mm -hmm. is nap time. Like I'm not missing it. Cause believe me, if I miss it, then my whole day's ruined and yeah. then it's grouchy and I've got, Oh yeah, it ruins it. And so I would get all this flack and I'm like, I'm, I'm strange when it comes to, um, waiting. Cause like my sister has, wasn't married yet and had children yet. And I would sit and I'd be like, it's okay. 
I'm not going to get upset and mad because one day she will understand. (laughs) And then they're going to look back and be like, I wasn't that crazy. And I try to really like put myself like in the position of I'm here right now. They're not here. Like they're put yourself back where you were, you would probably do the same thing. And so now fast Mm -hmm. forward, she's now has a two-year-old and she's like, well, I'll be over after nap because, and like that's <laughs> nap time. And she would be very like, she's get cause he's now two, yeah. almost three. So it gets a little lax, right. As they get older, but right. they're right. bait. Like she started getting real. And then she would always complain if I was five minutes late because you're just trying to get all the stuff in the car. Right. <laughs> and now she is always five to 10 minutes late. And she's like, don't get mad. I'm like, I'm not mad. I get it. Like <laughs> I, I get it. Like I have empathy. You, yes. And she's just like, I'm so sorry that I would get mad because I like, it, it just kind of all comes full circle. And yeah. it's like, you have to be patient with people that aren't in your place in life because they'll catch up hopefully eventually. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of be like, the older, wiser one. <laughs> yeah, you just sit back and then now you get to sit back and laugh and enjoy. Is that now terrible? That everyone else is how, yeah. It's like a, it's like a sibling I, thing. It, it is. And I mean, I think that some of it too is some people will just naturally be different type of parents. Like that won't, they won't have scheduled nap times because maybe their kid does okay without it or they just, you know, they're always on the go so their kid sleeps in the car or things like that. And it works for them. And so that's not to say that it doesn't, but I just know for us, like it worked really well. We went to Italy when my daughter was three and we were the, she was the only kid on the whole trip of like my husband's whole side of the family. And they, we were, I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. We're going back to the house for nap time. Or we're, we, you know, we're going to just eat dinner at like five o'clock, even though there's no restaurants open. And they're like, man, you know, like you're not having as much fun. I'm like, yeah. Cause it's a lot of work with a kid. Like the, a vacation with a kid is a lot of work when you're vacation. in a co- different country. You don't speak the language. Yeah. There are no such things as vacation anymore. And then also I felt a lot of pressure to have her not be acting up and ruining anyone else's experience. Right. You know, so you're like, okay, well, I'm trying to keep her happy. And by keeping her routine and keeping her feeling safe, you're all going to have a better time. So instead of giving me a hard time about being strict, you should be thanking me. <laughs> I know. And, and have you found when traveling now, we don't travel often with kids. Like it's one of those Mm -hmm. things I just choose not to do. It's just, I I don't find, I don't like to fly. Um, I have a fear of flying, Mm -hmm. uh, prior to my, my back surgery, I would like flying was actually very painful for me. And Mm so this, the thought of like traveling with kids, I was like, that's just a lot of lifting heavy. Like that sounds terrible because I'm already going to be kind of like in a lot of pain. doesn't sound fun. And then when we used to travel, it, it's very expensive for one, especially when they're not free. So we would travel before they turn two because <laughs> they can yeah. sit on your lap. But when they were crying or upset, like people aren't mad. The people right. that are mad are the, are the ones that don't have children. The people yeah. that have gone through it, they like feel badly. They're like, yes, they want to like come take your kid or like give you a drink yes. <laughs> or give you a hug. Cause they like, I know. And I feel bad. And it's not bothering them most of the time. They don't even you hear know? it. It's like, yeah. The, I, if the your child will probably often came say, in, like, I wouldn't even hear it. <laughs> no one will notice. <laughs> We're oh. just so used to it. <laughs> it is like, cause I'll be on calls. Like, I'm sorry. My, I'm like, 
oh, I didn't even hear that because it's <laughs> just like background noise at that point. And mm -hmm. I feel like even now, if I like, well, we, we're traveling and there's like a child, I would feel badly for the, for the kid and the parents just because mm -hmm. it's like, so parents out there listening, like, don't be embarrassed. Like it, we feel right. for you. Like we understand because it's hard on adults and it is still for that one. I can't even imagine that trip to Italy. No, um, no, <laughs> I no. <laughs> no, she was, she was amazing. That was actually one of the best, like it, she, my daughter, I will fly anywhere with her. I tell you, like, so we went this past, um, so a year ago this summer. Um, so, you know, almost a year and a half. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Pre-pandemic. We went to, um, Croatia with my husband's family. So they're big travelers. So, you know, we try to keep up with all of them and with the whole family so we can all enjoy. And so we had both kids um going all the way to so at three and six going all the, so the way to Croatia and it was actually better than a trip from Washington State to Boston that we took when my son was like 18 months because that 18 months like two years like trying to keep a little kid contained for that long oh forget it and it's terrible <laughs> like, twos like no yeah <laughs> So, so maybe like if you have a really bad experience and like my husband was like, I never want to fly again after that, you know, and then of course we, we did. Do and, right. Yeah. And, and then it was like, oh, it's better now. It's amazing. You know? So it's like, there's that oh, definitely windows where they're like, oh, you know, that's too long of a trip. Maybe we can't make it or just also, you know, you're never going to see those people on the plane again. So true. <laughs> you can also just, very true. just do it. And then, you know, it's not like they're going to be like, hold it against you forever. Cause you're never going to see them again. <laughs> I feel like too, like we have family overseas in Sweden and they travel with their three young kids and they're that my kids ages all the time though. And they just mm -hmm. pick up and go. And that's like kind of their cult. That's just how they roll. And mm -hmm. the kids are just so accustomed to it as like, it's like normal. So yeah. I feel like it, it all kind of depends on your lifestyle as well. And like what you've ingrained, like we've ingrained mm -hmm. schedules and things and <laughs> they're like, well, this is how we roll and this is how we travel. And we just kind of go with the flow. Like they would nap. I would just remember like they came to the States a couple of year, few years ago for new year's and we went to dinner and she brought the, the, uh, stroller and her kid just like crawled up in there and just went to sleep and it, like no big deal. And I'm like, my child would not do that. They would be fighting right. sleep and screaming and it just would stress. And they just like went to sleep. No big deal. And, the, and I'm like, but that's because they're used to it. And that's just how they roll. And it's like, great, good. You know, no judge here. Like, great. That's right. awesome. Right. Whatever it, works for you. I'm envious. <laughs> my kids would never just like crawl in bed and go to, you know, or in a stroller and go to sleep. But you know, and I think that's, again, like all kids are different. So some kids that might work for them and some it might not. And you just like, you don't know, you don't get to pick your kid. <laughs> no, <laughs> you your know? kids like, I'm sure are completely like my kids, all three completely different. Yes. Like, like it's um, astonishing that we're both the parents of all three because right. the traits, are, they're just so independent little people. They're very similar in some, like two of them are very similar. And I think if you're like a, like a horoscope person. They're both, they're two days apart in the month. So it's like, oh. they're both the same sign. So I'm like, I see those if, if, you know, but for the most part, they're all very different and it's just, you gotta kind of go with what you can with each. Right. right? 
Well, and it's so funny you bring that up too, because I always, I, I, I make the joke of like, man, you know, I thought I was like, oh, I learned all these things parenting with my daughter and like, yay, now we're having a second one. And like, none of the things that worked with her worked with him. They're just so different. So it's like, you know, I mean, yes, you know more and you know what things work and don't, but then at the same time, we're like, <laughs> we're all just figuring it out with each and every subsequent child. It's going to be different. It is. It really is. It's like you forget too. Cause it's like my kid, you know, you're like, Oh, it's the best baby. Like my third one, hands down best baby. You could like by the third, I was like, I could put him in the corner with food and water. He'd be perfectly content. <laughs> and then two hit. And it was the war. I was like, where's my child? And he was the third. He was easiest, easiest, easiest. But then like he was the worst out of all three for terrible twos. Like mm. demon child. I love my kid, <laughs> but like, holy moly. And I've had my first like would throw himself on the floor face down. I'm like, how did you not just bust your lip open or like, you just that's tile doesn't care. And then, <laughs> you know, my daughter just w- would give you a look and I'm like, okay, you know, or, yeah. but with him, it was like, he, if looks could kill this child, I would be like complete, like dead a million times, but he will flip it so fast. And it's like, you can't help but laugh. So right. I feel like nothing, like you're saying, like nothing works. Like one, my oldest swaddled till he was like eight months old. He loved it. I'm like, this is insane. Why are like, they don't make them that big, but he <laughs> loved it. And then you've got like my daughter who had a you know, wear a wearable blanket because she didn't really like the swaddle just to get right. her for like not to crawl out because they never crawled out of their cribs. But then of course the third one comes along, 22 months old. He's like out of his crib. I'm like, cool, great. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Right. No. You're learning new things with every kid. You know, it's a different thing for each one. Yeah. Like my you're first one would be- probably still be in a crib if I could, would let him. Like- <laughs> 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 yeah. It's so it's just, um, it's just nice to know that you're not alone, especially with little kids. Cause I feel like being a mom is very lonely at times. Cause you feel like maybe you're the only one or you're wondering like, is it just mine or is there something wrong? Yes. And you always like to just hear it because when you're on like social media or yes. you're seeing like what everyone wants you to see mm-hmm. and come on people like, and, and or celebrities, like mm, right. they've got probably, now I don't judge because I could be wrong, but you just make assumptions of people and you try not to, but you're assuming like celebrities and stuff like how many nannies do they have? How many, do you have a cook? Like, you know, you also have to put that into perspective. Like, well, who's taking that photo? Like, that's not a (laughs) selfie stick. Like who's taking it? So like there's tools that people use or they're showing what, like how many takes did that take? Mm -hmm. And right now, like the reality is it's nice to just know that you're not alone. Like I'm not the only one that's like rigid with my schedule or being like getting a hard time because like, <laughs> or getting the sideways, like, Oh, she's such a party pooper. Cause she has to go home or yeah. the biggest one is you eat at five 30. I'm like, yep, sure do. <laughs> uh, we eat at five. So we're even worse. The people are like, um, we're not even home by five. I'm like, well, my husband, he works very early. And so we eat early and it works well for the kids. Cause then we don't like run right into bedtime. They have time after bedtime, but then everyone else is like, we eat dinner at like seven. And then we go to people's houses. And I'm like, my kids are losing their minds. Cause they are used to eating dinner two hours ago. And so I'm like, trying to eat like here, eat some, you know, eat some celery before we have dinner and then they don't want to eat dinner (laughs) we're so the same and my parents will come into town and 
they'll be like, what's for dinner? I'm like, oh, well, we're, we're, and they're like, oh, or they'll grab dinner on their drive in at like mm-hmm. seven and we'll be done and ready to go. And they're like, well, wh-, I'm like, well, we're going to eat at five, five 30. Like that's when we eat like six yeah. and six 30 <laughs> is really pushing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's for your own benefit that we eat early because otherwise you have to sit and deal with my kids very hungry. <laughs> and then, I, there's a reason there's a word hangry. <laughs> and no matter how late they go to bed, they still get up at the same darn time. Yes. <laughs> the later they go to bed, the earlier they wake up. There's yes. that whole collection of sleep that doesn't happen. Like it's an actual thing. So that was like, we try to go to bed at the same time every night and we're definitely not perfect, but that's like, those are some of the things it's like the things I'm really structured about are eating and sleeping. Yes. You cannot me- mess with those. Do not eat- mess with the food and mess with the sleep because it's just those things are the three pillars, like exercise, sleep, and, and nutrition, like there's a reason why people go nuts yes. <laughs> when they don't sleep. Right. It's like a form of torture some places. Yeah. So like the earlier, the better, cause then they get like overly tired and don't want to go mm. to sleep. So then they fight it and they're hyped up and then you're kind of getting frustrated and then you have to end your day frustrated and not happy. And then you're tired in the morning. It's like a vicious cycle and you can never Absolutely. seem to catch up. Right. Or if you skip a nap, it's never the day they skip the nap. It's the day after that's like yes. hell. It's the yes. worst. It, it's the they worst. They just lose their mind over like the smallest thing. It's And then everyone's having a bad day. And you're like, oh, just sleep, please. I'll take a nap. Somebody needs to sleep. It's awful. My daughter just went back to public this week because we were in private. We were letting everything kind of hash out and wait mm-hmm. and see. And we finally were like, okay, we're, we're, we're good. So she really wanted to go. And we wanted her to see like, you know, meet new friends. Mm-hmm. We're in a new school and in, in a new area. And she came home the first day on, this was just like, what, three days ago. She would nap in the private because they would have that quiet time because they, they didn't have to come home at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're going to do quiet time, like reading, but they're not going to like have naps. So I wonder how this is going to be. Cause she stopped napping and then she started at school and I'm like, she must really need that because they get up so early. Right. And she's so tired when she gets home and now she just kind of loses it. And my husband's kind of like, oh my gosh. I'm like, well, she's missing out on that hour of sleep she was getting. And now she's super tired. So maybe we need to now adjust to where she can come home and she needs to just kind of rest where like my first grader comes home and he's like starving because he didn't eat lunch and he wants to finish his lunch, but we eat at five 30. Like stop eating. You know, it's like, so they just eat all day. (laughs) Yeah. So we just messed with her sleep just a little bit and it's, you can see a huge change. Yeah. Well, and especially if you think about starting a new thing, like even as an adult, like imagine starting like a new job, even when you are sleeping, like those transitions in your life are super hard. So when you're starting like a whole new routine with school and then losing sleep on top of, you know, what she was having on top of it, like how, how hard must that be for her? So I am sure that you guys changing her schedule has helped her a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I think new school, new teacher, you know, we tried to transition and I try to be super like you look ahead. I'm a, pl- I'm a planner. I like to plan ahead. I like to be prepared for things that maybe we can't see. Mm-hmm. And 
so when we were moving, we started, we drove 45 minutes just to take her to the new preschool because we knew that we were going to be here. Cause why like put her there for two more weeks when like COVID was kind of like they're opening it back up in the summer. And we were like going crazy. Like, oh my gosh, just like get out of the house. It was like four months. These kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like they were tired of each other at one point. Like right. we were swimming every day. They didn't want to swim anymore. It's like, what kids don't want to go outside and play? Well, they're tired of doing the same thing. Right. And so we would drive them just so they could acclimate because it's like, do we really want to move houses and schools? And we were changing sitters as well. And daddy's home now all the time. It was a lot of stuff. I'm like, let's just do one at a time. So at least when we move to the new house and we have the new sitter helping, they're at least acclimated to their school and kind of phase it. And it was an inconvenience and it took up a lot of gas and time, but it helped them. It definitely eases that transition. And like you said, like when you can keep as much constant as possible, that will help. So that was a way to ease them into keeping things constant because it's not all this change at once because change is hard for adults and kids alike. Sure. Absolutely. And things always never go to plan and you have to be at least try to like control as much as you can or at least minimize the stress. Right. Because the unexpected is going to hit either way. But if they're in a comfort zone when they hit the unexpected and adults too, when you're in a comfort zone and the unexpected hits, you can manage it much better than when you're already in like a fight or flight mode. And then something hits and you're like, okay, I I don't know if I could do this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, this was so much fun. I love that we were able to talk more about just being mom and like things around scheduling and like you and I are like the same. Like I, like that's why we click. I feel like so much because we are very similar, I think in everything that we do. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be good friends. We can put each other in the time block. (laughs) Oh, I know. Right. I wish we lived closer. Me too. And when it's all over, you come visit or vice versa. Um, will you tell everyone how we can find you and if what we need help with, we can, you know, you can help us with and all the things. You can find me on my website at annemariegustafson.com or you can find me on Instagram at annemarie.gustafson. And I would love to help you just get your business started up and pursue those passions and I can help you with website or marketing. And I especially love to help women and mom entrepreneurs who are getting started up in their business, because I do believe that you can do both things well. That's awesome. And we all need that. We always never know where to start. I mean, you helped me so much when I started CNC because I think we did like two or week phone calls that turned into like an hour, two hours, <laughs> because you were just walking me through so many things that I needed help with and didn't really know. And I feel like that's a really big pain point. And it's so well, nice. It was so that. fun to be able to do that with you too. Cause I love being able to do that. And then of course we clicked and had that connection too. So it's like, I, I love doing that for people though, too. Cause you have this idea, you have this amazing business that I know you're going to be very successful with and run with it. And I can't wait to see all the things you're doing. So I'm like your little cheerleader over here being like, yay, I'm ready. What's next? <laughs> oh, I hope it, I hope it's super helpful. And I know that like, you've been super helpful. So go check out Amory and I will put everything in the links on 
all my social and in here. Um, so you can find her, follow her because I, like I said, mood board Mondays are like my jam. I just makes me feel so good. And she's just, you just put everything together so beautifully. And I love it. I just love everything. Emery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love everything Heather. (laughs) Well, I will take it. Well, thank you so much for having, for having me. No, thank you so much for being here. And I will, um, you and I will be, I'm sure in touch and thank you again for listening to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. So Amory and I had a great conversation. We have become very good friends over this past year. And so we continue to chat about traveling with kids and reacclimating children to new challenges and, you know, routines. And so we have another episode coming up here in the next few weeks that we will continue our conversation. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, please go check out Anne-Marie at annemariegustafson.com. Everything will be in her bio and in the show notes. And she's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. I love her to death. And thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. And I will catch you guys next week for another episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.